Welcome to Equip This Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Jason Sargent. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Thank you, Pastor Will. Hey, isn't it good to be in the house tonight? Really excited to be uh, carrying on the, uh, the go. Hey, gra- grab your seat. Give someone a high, f- yeah, high five. Yeah. Take your seat. That's why my notes come up. Uh, so good to be carrying on our Go Big uh, series tonight. Really excited for it. Excited uh, for as Pastor Will led us into it uh, last week, just reminding us how big our God is. Amen. How big our God is. An awesome God. And you can also just um, follow on from us. Well, just a shout out for our e-groups. Uh, you know, our e-groups are awesome uh, places. It was great being down here yesterday morning with our e-group leaders for one of our, our training sessions with them, but also just hearing uh, some of the testimonies that's coming through from them about things that are happening uh, in the e-group space, but also their vision and what they're believing to see uh, this year. So just quick uh, hands up here if you're leading an e-group in an e-group already, or if you've signed up for an e-group. Awesome, awesome. So you want to join those people if your hands are still down. Uh, join an e-group, uh, great opportunity after the service. Uh, you know, I've really appreciated my group in my life, so, yeah. Hey, so we are carrying on the Go Big uh, series, and this comes from uh, Isaiah 54, 1 through to 3. And just for those who are new tonight, I'm going to share uh, the, entire, the entire scripture, just to give context. Um, it's from the Message Translation. Sing, barren woman, who has never had a baby, fill the air with song, You who had never experienced childbirth, you are ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out, think big. Use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. Isn't, isn't that an awesome promise from our God that we can stand firm on that because we're not going to embarrass. We're not going to come up short. We can step out in faith. And that's what tonight is my prayer is that as we step out, that we're actually thinking about the bigness of our God. We're actually thinking about it. Because who knows, sometimes you can know something, but unless you're thinking it, you're not necessarily stepping into the whole potential. And what I, I guess the analogy that came to mind, and I'm not really speaking on with any authority for the next couple of seconds, because uh, I'm going to talk about marathon runners. And it's something I haven't yet done. Uh, but what I understand from people who do run uh, marathons, uh, and from hearing sports psychologists and stuff like that, that it's as much about the mental as it is about the, the body. See, the, the marathon runner can know that they've got the lung capacity, so they know that, they know that they've got the strength to run it, but unless they're thinking it in the race, they're not actually going to make it to their full potential. It's going to be a real hard slog for them. And so it's my prayer tonight that we not only know that our God is big, we not only know that he is awesome, but we are thinking it in our everyday. Is that good? Awesome. Let me just pray with us. Lord God, I, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for this awesome bunch of people, and Lord, I I know that you know each of us by name. You know each of our situations, Lord God. Lord, and as we as we get into the Word tonight, as we as we as I share what you've placed on my heart, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is just going to highlight stuff, and Lord, that we'll go out of here 
knowing your bigness, but also thinking it in our everyday, Lord. Lord, help us. Help us to always set our eyes on you. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So clear lots of ground for your tents. You know, sometimes before we can start thinking big, sometimes we've got to create a little bit of capacity in our mind to be able to go there, right? Isaiah 43, 18 to 19, says it like this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. I, think, I believe that's a word for someone here tonight. Doing a new thing. Someone needs to hear that tonight, that, that regardless of what has gone on in the past, regardless of what's going on today, in this, even in this moment, God is ready to do a new thing in your life. You just have to let go of, of some of that stuff, and you're going to step into something new. You're going to step into something bigger. You're going to step into that thing that you're dreaming for, that thing that you're believing for. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So on our Equip Foundations course, we, we use this illustration of a, a backyard. And it's all full of clutter and, and bits of junk and bits of mess and all the rest of it. And, and, with, and before you can step into some of the things that, that God has for you, before you can make capacity space for that, you've got to deal with some of those things. And I like to think of it like, uh, you know, sometimes you, you do find out, hey, my yard actually needs a bit of attention. And so you call a group of people over and, and you get to work. But what I love about God is that, that when we identify stuff in our life, that he's the first one to turn up to give us help, right? When we say, hey, God, help me with this. Help me deal with this situation. Help me deal with this way of thinking. Help me deal with these words that have been spoken over me. He is the first to turn up. And so maybe, it, maybe it's some past offense tonight. It's like, God, help me deal with this. Help, help me get freedom from this. Help me move forward. Maybe it's past disappointment or words that have been spoken about you or over you. Get freedom tonight from those things. Come on, God, help me. Help me, God. Do we need to deal with relationships? Do we need to deal with some social media that's, that's kind of overtaking our thinking at the moment? You know, the, the logarithms that keep on going on and no, come back to God. Give Him space. Give Him capacity. Because I believe as we, as we start to deal with those things, as we start to, to, to ask God to, to come and help us, that we're actually going to find that we, we have an increased capacity to think about Him, to think about His bigness, to approach everyday life with that way of thinking. You know, as, as Nelson Mandela was being released from prison, he said these words about it. As I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. Who knows that when we, we hold on to those things, when we don't deal with those things in the past, they actually become the things that are keeping us back. They actually become the chains, the prison that is preventing us stepping into all the freedom, into the full promise that God has for us. God said it better. He talks about it in Numbers 33, 50 through to 53, when he's talking to, to Moses and Aaron as they're leading the, the Israelites out of Egypt. 
On the plains of Moab, by the Jordan, across the Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into Canaan, drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their carved images and their cast idols, and demolish all their high places. Take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given you land to possess. He's given us land to possess. He's given us freedom to think. He's given us freedom to think about him and about his goodness. Come on, let's take possession of that tonight. Let's deal with those things in the past. Let's repent from them. God, help me. Help me of that, that way of thinking. Renew me tonight. Renew my mind afresh. Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How good is that? Good and pleasing and perfect. That is the promise that he has for you tonight. His plans for you are good and pleasing and perfect. Make your tents large, spread out, think big. You know, as I was preparing this message and I was, I was thinking about, you know when you uh, go camping and you actually stay in tents, like real tents? Tammy? Um, so, so, so you go to the campsite, right? You go to the campsite and, and you set up your tent over here. So this is your main tent. And then you've got some tents over here, perhaps where the, the kids or something are going to sleep. And then you've got your, your kayaks over here. And you're going to put your bikes over here. And you're going to put, uh, this is where you're going to do your cooking. So you set up your barbecue and, and you set up where you're going to have dinner. So your, your chairs and your table. And you set up a space in the middle, which is where you're all going to hang out. And what you're actually doing there is you're actually creating a boundary, right? You're creating a boundary to prevent other people at the campsite, who we all like, right? <laughs> Preventing them from encroaching on your space. And I believe in the same way we need to put disciplines in our life to, to set a boundary to prevent the enemy from getting into the way we think in the middle. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, we'd been up at a, a church conference and I got back and saying to Tammy, hey, you know, it's so awesome. You know, I'm feeling really full and, you know, ready to take on everything that God has for us. And, and, and we'll go to church on, on Sundays and it'll top me up a little bit. And, and in six months' time, I'm going to go to this other church and it'll, you know, get me to the next six months. But then I began to, to realize that actually I don't need the church. Well, I do need church on Sunday, right? But I don't need that to fill me up. I don't need the next conference to fill me up. But actually in my everyday life, I can be doing things which are filling me up. But also if I place them strategically in my life, then I'm actually going to protect this area where I get to think about God. So praise and worship, because we know praise silence the enemy, right? Prayer, because then we're engaged in the spiritual realm. Uh, being, being in an uh, e-group. Meeting together to encourage one another. Putting that in position. Our devotional time. Being in the Word. The sword of the Spirit. And in all of that, taking moments to stop and to reflect. To take a step back and, hey God, wow, you did this thing over here. You got me through that. 
I didn't realize at the time, but, but you got me through that. Oh, God, over here, look at what you saved me from. Oh, God, thank you for this relationship. Thank you for this friend who, who sent me a text when I needed it most. When we take that step back and we actually start to think about God and, and about the bigness of God, because what that creates in our life is testimony. And what I love about testimony is it's unpenetrable by the, by the enemy because it's our own story. No one can come along and take it away from us because we experienced it in our life. And that's in the center of all these things which have been strategically placed around us to protect our thinking about God and how big He is, how good He is, how awesome He is. See, God is a God of abundance. Let's live in that abundance. Let's reflect on it daily. Start our devotional time in our journal. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that, that yesterday you helped me work out that situation at work. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God. Reflect on the testimony. Reflect on the goodness. Because then when you need it, it'll be what gets you through. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It comes from the maker, the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. But who knows, as, as I was preparing this message and re-looking really at it, and it's, it's kind of not a step-step-finish type situation. Something that we have to constantly keep working at. It's not that we can, oh yeah, well, I did my praise last week. That'll get me through. And that's something that we've got to keep coming back to. Keep coming back to. Keep coming back to the testimonies. Sometimes life, you know, it's a bit like that game with the, the heads that bop up and you've got to knock them down and you get them all knocked down then one pops up. That's what life is like. But because we've got those things strategically placed around us, because we've got our testimony, it gives us something to come back to. Right, there's people here that, that need that, need to know that tonight, need that freedom. Hebrews 6, 16 to 20. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have a great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. The hope is strong and trustworthy anchor for ourselves. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Now, if, you, if you're doing your boating, you'll, you'll know the importance of, of where you place the anchor. That, that if you, you place it in the wrong place, in, in the wrong depth, then, then your boat will drift. But, but the promise that we have from God, the oath that we have from God is actually placed with Him. There is no way it can drift. There is no way our faith can drift when our hope is placed in Him. And this is what having testimony, this is what thinking about God and His bigness creates in our life. It reminds us. It reminds us. Got a daughter, Sophie, and she was born with 
complex heart defect and found out at the 20-week the anatomical scan. And remember going along and going to various specialist appointments and, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, when they told us what it was, you know, went home and, and Googled and, and became a cardiothoracic surgeon over Google. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> don't, don't suggest Google. Uh, but, but I remember at the very start reading, oh, uh, or being told actually by, the, by one of the doctors uh, when we asked, there's an 81% chance that, that she'll make it through to, to five years old. But all I remember thinking at that moment was 19% that she's not. The 19% that she's not. And we, we continued on the journey and various specialist appointments. And we, we go to one uh, where they do some more scans and, and they, they come back to us and say, look, um, what we've also found now is that as well as the heart defect, she's got uh, fluid around the lungs and fluid around the heart. And so... Uh, we'll get you back in a couple of days and, and we'll do some more scans and, and then we'll come up with a plan. And I remember again going home and looking up what that and that was really, really bad. And we went back and so we were praying and got people around us praying. Went back two days later for the, for the next scan. Miracle of God, all the pearl effusion had gone. There was no fluid left around your lungs. There was no fluid left around your heart. And so from that moment forward, as we continued the journey, I was no longer coming back to the 19% chance that she wasn't going to survive. But this chance here, that God has already done a miracle and he'll keep on doing it because that's it, the new testimony. That's it, the new way of thinking. Because we had the perimeter, we had the strategic things in our life and that got us through. So what's your testimonies? What, what things, even in this moment, can I encourage you, take a moment, reflect. What's God doing in my life? What's he done for me? What's he got me through this week? Because God is good. He is good. His promises are yes and amen. Get the, the team to come back up and join me. Before I hand back to Pastor Ball, I, I want to share what Paul wrote in Philippians. Because I think it's a reminder that, you know, we, the, the race doesn't, doesn't even, we're all part of it. And that God's doing a great thing. Philippians 3, 12 to 16. I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have, I have it made. But I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. So wondrously reached out for me. Paul reflecting on what God had done in his life. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal, where God is beaking us onward, to Jesus. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Pray that that ministers to us tonight. That if we go back to the testimony, back to the goodness of God, to where he got us through last time, 
that he'll do it again, that his, his, his promise is an oath, unbreakable. He cannot lie. He's done it for you before, he'll do it again. As we lift our eyes to him, focus on him, not on what's gone before, but what's in the future for us, the new thing. new thing. Stand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Denise. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.